My name is Michael Martin. I teach in the media school. And I'm going to reread an iteration of what I shared with you last Thursday in Sample Gate. So bear with me. As a member of the IU Bloomington faculty, in solidarity with you, the Indiana Graduate Workers Coalition, I believe in and support your struggle to constitute a union. And to redress the systemic inequities that befall graduate workers. And that this strike this strike is a critical and necessary first step in what I believe will become a historic campaign against the corporatization of Indiana University. Your protests challenge faculty and staff to mobilize on behalf of legitimate and long-standing grievances, but also and no less important, to support a project of recovery and renewal from the imperatives, conditionalities, and prerogatives of corporate interests that have come to dominate decision-making at Indiana University. By corporatization, I mean the vertical concentration of authority by an administration and its apparatus in all matters of consequence, programmatic, financial, staffing, rather than under the mandate of the much-touted shared governance, which conceptually and operationally masked the division of labor at IU. This form and exercise of hegemony is evidenced in the relegation of the Bloomington Faculty Council to a largely ineffectual role in such significant affairs of the university. For example, rather than functioning autonomously, the BFC is presided over by the provost. In my years of teaching, at 10 or more institutions of higher learning. I have not witnessed such a compromised governance arrangement that denies a collective faculty independence, unfettered by the interventions of an administration. Is this form of governance a matter of concern to us? Yes! By corporatization, I mean the process in which executives from the private sector increasingly populate university and college boards of trustees and affect decisions driven by self-serving economic than societal interest and the well-being of staff, students, and faculty. Is this motive in which societal concern a trump by economic ones, a matter of concern to us. By corporatization, I point to the IU Foundation, 
whose mission to support students and academic programs at IU has become a source of revenue for senior administrators. Consider last year, journalism students at Indiana Daily Student reported that the former president's wife, Laurie McRobbie, received $1.8 million in compensation, and their daughter, $200,000 plus, paid for by IU Foundation funds. Consider, consider too, that the board of the foundation was chaired then by the president of IU himself. What are we to make of this since the foundation has yet to publicly deny this claim? Is this appropriation of IU Foundation resources a matter of concern to us? Yes! By corporatization, I mean serious irregularities by which the current president of IU was appointed and the orchestration of that, that appointment by the chair, along with the board of trustees, who together overrode the duly appointed search committee and imposed their candidate for the president. Further compromising the integrity of this process, the board agreed to compensate and reward former President McRobbie $582,000 should the search not yield a new president. Well, it did, President uh, Pamela Whitten. Yet McRobbie was paid the obscene sum of nearly $100,000 per month as a bonus for services unrendered in fall 2021. Is this too the absence of transparency, backroom deals, and unwarranted compensation a matter of concern to us? And no less damning, consider the long-standing two-track system of compensation that privileged senior administrators over staff, graduate workers, and faculty. In the latter case, annual raises for faculty have varied from 0.5 to 1.5 for the past decade, while salaries of some senior administrators at IU exceed those of presidents and provosts at some universities and colleges nationally. With an annual inflation rate of nearly 8%, what can we expect in compensation next year when graduate workers have been promised 5% raises by the administration, rather than a wage that at the very least matches inflation? This divide between administrators and the rest of us is widening and deepening systemic inequalities at IU. This is to say that the structures and process that sustain such inequalities are not random or arbitrary, but rather constitute a deliberate policy decision to suppress wages of staff graduate workers, and faculty. 
a corrective for this unfair and intolerable practice requires study, deliberation, and mobilization across the workforce. Does this matter to you as graduate workers, staff, and faculty at, at, at IU? Because it should. Lastly, how are we not to consider these practices as the corporatization of Indiana University when they privilege senior administrators who systematically erect structures and policies that deny a meaningful, impalpable voice to employees of the university on critical matters such as the appropriate and equitable distribution of university and IU Foundation resources. And with a largely passive and seemingly intimidated Bloomington Faculty Council, unable or unwilling to address these challenges, along with a toothless, ineffectual, and rudderless Office of Diversity, Equity, and Multicultural Affairs, with neither the mandate nor the will to confront systemic inequities in the workforce, the call to unionize at all levels is of necessity the imperative of our time. Yeah. Are we in agreement? Yeah. Do we want transparency in decision-making at IU? Yeah. Do we want participation and fairness in the allocation of resources at IU? Yes. Do we want a union to ensure that the interests and well-being of graduate workers are addressed at IU? Yes! yes. In, in, in solidarity then, I salute the Indiana Graduate Workers Coalition for standing fast in your rightful demands. And I hope that by your action, together with those of faculty and staff, a mobilization will be possible to redress the inequalities that compromise the mission of Indiana University, tarnish its stature and good name, and betrays its employees. And with that said, in the words of Frederick Douglass, power, Power concedes nothing without demand. Woo!